0: Let's get ready for some Wheel Nerds. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds, your weekly podcast about motorcycles and Taco Bell. (laughs) This is episode 13, where we're going to be
1: talking about spice for your tacos. Who are you? I'm Todd. I'm probably Chuck. I hope so. You're wearing his underwear. What makes you think I'm wearing underwear?
0: Oh, we're here again. (laughs) That didn't take long. (laughs) And Wheel Nerds is off to a good start for the week. Welcome back, folks. So first off, we've been called out. Yes. We've been Um, called out by the Pace. By the
1: Pace uh, podcast. Yeah, they're back. I I listened to their episode last night where... uh, Before, actually, I listened to it. um, On Facebook, they were going to crush us. And then there was (laughs) evil, maniacal laughter and twirling of mustaches. (laughs) And when I went to go listen to the show... I was disappointed that there was no maniacal laughter. <laughs> Guys, we have far better maniacal laughs. It's all true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beat that. Okay. I feel eviler already. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make the fist when you definitely-
2: <laughs>
0: I actually had a roommate who I wasn't allowed to do that laugh for. Why?
1: I'd be downstairs doing it and he'd holler from upstairs he's like,
0: Todd, stop that, or I'm gonna stab you.
1: <laughs> creeped him out. Was he trying to get his you know his jiggy on when you do this laugh? I don't know. It just creeped him out when I did it. Because I could see that being a deal breaker. <laughs> that could be a total deal breaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Getting busy and all of a sudden your roommate outside the door goes, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> At last. This is a serious Episode of Wheel Nerds. This is, oh, this is the very special episode. We need a very special
1: episode of Wheel Nerds. Where I give you an Eric Buell patch?
0: No, no, the very special episode of Wheel Nerds always has to be about, like, somebody giving drugs or whatever the, the topic of the day is. Kids,
1: don't <laughs> steal music online. Kids, don't let your friends ride Urals. <laughs> now we go to Todd. <laughs> Hi, Todd. Damn it. I hear you're lucky to be alive this week. The Ural is trying to kill me again. <laughs> so, see, so yeah, I,
0: I, uh, I went and picked up a friend who was in town, I picked him up uh, down in Lehigh, which is you know a good like that's a thirty minutes south by car and an hour and change by Ural. Were you were you
1: cursing at the end of that or something? Or?
0: No, no. So I, I we were going and everything was cool and rode him along there. He'd never been in a bike before and he probably never will again with, <laughs> for reasons that will shortly become apparent. Dun dun, 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 dun. Yeah, there's part of last week's episode where I was listening to it and editing, and I'm like, wow, this is
1: foreshadowing. <laughs> anyway, you know, there's like way back in episode one where you said one day me talking all this trash about the Beale is probably going to bite me in the ass. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nonsense. So I, I we're coming down 1300
0: East, which is a big like six lane, you know, city road. And uh, it starts going whoop whoop. And I'm like, that's odd. Why is it going whoop whoop? And then the rear wheel stops turning just, entirely just stops.
1: How fast were you going?
0: We were only going 15 miles an hour, fortunately, because you just came up from a stoplight. It was still uh, a puckery moment. Yeah, what that feel like? Clinchy. Did you just jerk? You guys just... I just immediately started skidding. The thing started yawing crazily to the right. Fortunately, the nice thing about if you've been riding a three-wheel for a while is one of the wheels locking up Causes that wheel to skid, but you skid so much deliberately mm-hmm. that it's pretty much like you know how to control it. So I have come to a stop because I didn't know a lot of other options. Um, <laughs> and fortunately, the lady behind me was paying attention and stopped. Thank you, lady in old jeep. You're cool.
1: And wow. so, good job. That's uh, yeah. She's one of the good ones.
0: <laughs> so the bike stalls, and I try to restart it. It's not going anywhere. I can't even make the stupid thing roll even in neutral. Okay. So the two of us <laughs> jump off the thing and start trying to push it and we're not having any luck. And then the lady behind us, now this is where she 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 lost a little points for me. She's giving the the hurry up hands. I'm like two guys jump off of a bike and start trying to push it and they can't. Do you think we're trying to hurry right now? Do you think maybe we're giving it our best? <laughs>
1: Obviously not because, you. I mean, you can't push your motorcycle out of the freaking road. What's wrong
0: with well, you? Well, we finally figured out the trick was that we, we got it backed up a little bit and then got going real forward real fast. and got to push through whatever was stopping us. Well, so, that- so there I was running down 1300 East <laughs> <laughs> at rush hour
1: <laughs> pushing a <laughs> So once you got it going, you were okay.
0: Well, we could get it rolling. Okay. Um, so, and then we rolled up onto the grass into Sugar House Park and then down the hill <laughs> across the grass where kids were playing. <laughs> <ánd> inside, so clown, <laughs> you know, we're running alongside it, pushing it. We're like, can't
1: stop, can't stop. Get out of the, the um, way. <throat> yeah. Move. Right, <laughs>
0: So we push it onto the road, and I jack it up. And, of course, what had happened was one of the back brake springs in the pusher wheel had just disintegrated. And the shoe had—it had spat the shoe out from where it's attached to the two posts. And the shoe got jammed between the post and part of the drum, apparently. So the shoe is knackered. The backing plate is snapped. And this this is like half-inch thick air quotes, steel. Have you been feeding the Urla enough metal lately? Apparently not. (laughs) It was a little low on iron. It was low on iron. So it decided to eat the brake spring and the shoe and the backing plate, (laughs) which was pretty scary to see that crack. And I was at first thinking it was the final drive was bad because I had all that stuff come out of it. Final (laughs) drive's great. Final drive's like, yeah, everything's cool. Life (laughs) is good. You put 135 milliliters
1: in, I like it. Keep it up, man. (laughs) It's supposed to say it with a Russian accent. Oh, sorry.
0: The, the, do you the, think your bike's from california the oil was made in california <laughs> that was exciting so basically i just took out the shoes altogether, burned myself on the exhaust a couple of times and uh which i hear can happen yeah and uh and uh just rode home with no brake on the pusher the earl is now pushed up into the back of the garage until i can get a few hundred bucks worth of parts and yeah i'm i'm none too pleased Buell's running great thanks I, for
1: asking i hate you <laughs>
0: Speaking of burns on pipes, the Chuck household had a little, uh, yes. little incident, huh?
1: Yeah, I came uh, riding home on the Volbar today, and my little three-year-old daughter comes running up to me, and she's so happy, she sticks her hand in the exhaust pipe. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You can't get off a bike fast enough at that point. <laughs> yeah. She, three-year-old screaming, holy. She needed some ice cream and some ice pack for her hands to make her happy. She was having a rough day, you know. She, uh yeah. She came up to tell me she had got dirt in her eye, mm-hmm. and then she burned her hand and then promptly banged her head on the faucet when she went to go rinse it. Oh, lordy. <laughs> she's, it's, been, it's been an off day. You can tell she's got my jeans in her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, I'm getting, I'm, I'm seeing some, I'm seeing the family resemblance here. Yeah, poor girl. This
1: week, we've got an interview with my boss. (laughs) One of your bosses. One of my bosses. The motorcycle boss. Dale Bell from
0: Utah Rider is going to talk to us about the exciting world of running a school and uh, riding bikes for a living, which sounds neat. Yeah. I would like to do that. It's it's pretty neat. It's not quite as glamorous as it sounds. It's a lot of standing in parking lots, getting awful sunburns
1: and feet hurt after a bit. You're just the guy for that kind of work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I use a lot of sunscreen. I've got the special, like, motorcycle
1: instructor SPF a billion. <laughs> you know, I just turn brown. How can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> er, brown, er. Okay, good save. Uh, I want to talk about TourTech for a second. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, I got that Turtech magazine. There's something going on with the guys that founded TourTech. Yeah. I think one of them was abused as a child by an elephant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or attacked, I- molested, something. What makes you say this? Well, you know, we, we, we saw their their original catalog. Or, oh, sure. You know, you know. Yeah, with
0: the guy on the super gigged out GS. That's yeah, with the elephant, the chasing, elephant him? chasing him. Yeah.
1: Right, right. So in this magazine that I got, there's an article in there about the Zeg cases and how the Tour Tech founder had to go and have an elephant stand on them. Huh. And he wanted a picture of an elephant. Well, you want an
0: elephant standing up because, Chuck, the scariest thing
1: in the world is an elephant. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Something happened to traumatize this man where he was motivated to build something that an elephant (laughs) could not destroy. I will beat
0: you next time, elephant.
1: (laughs) Next time. Like the old elephant pushed over his first bike and danced on Mm -hmm. it or something. Yep. Makes sense. Reached in through his bedroom window. Took his lunch money. Yeah. Kicked sand in his face at the beach and went off with his best girl.
0: Oh man, I hate it when the elephants
1: do that. So yeah, there's something about elephants in TurTech there. There's a history. Yeah, there, there's there's I think you're right. I think there's a there's a deep dark history with elephants. I hear that TurTech's uh, new adventure product for uh, next year's catalog is a bicycle mounted elephant gun.
0: Makes sense. I can buy
1: it. Yeah. I was gonna say if it's if it's if it's adventure biscuits, they owe us like a crap ton of royalties. <laughs> We still have no pictures of any Still have eating. no pictures of biscuits. Adventure biscuits of any sort. You can do better. I think I'm safe. What? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Speaking of Tour tech, on their website, they've got a, uh, a link to Grant and Susan's... Legendary, R80, Yeah, legendary R80GS. The uh, Grant and Susan are the folks that run Horizons Unlimited. This thing is, is like, I thought I had
0: a lot of luggage on the Strom. And in fairness, I have the same pieces of luggage as they do.
1: They just have huge ones. Yeah. Really, really huge ones. Well, they've been riding this same bike since 1987. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to Horizons Unlimited, it's all about their round-the-globe travels. These These mm-hmm. two folks are the real deal. It's a fun sight. Yeah, you know, you say adventure and hardcore, and you can't say it sarcastically about them.
0: No, they're they're pretty adventure and hardcore. Yeah on, yeah, on a bike with just incredible amounts
1: of stuff too. I mean, yeah, imagine every box you put on your you could put on your bike, and theirs is about three to four times bigger. Yeah, it's crazy. Those side cases particularly look like guns. Yeah, they, they totally do look like guns. So we'll post a link up there, and it's, uh, it
0: is something else. But uh, they go all sorts of cool places with it. I mean, they've got great pictures, and clearly they're having the time of their lives.
1: Yep, and what's really notable about this for me is that rear top case there is what I'm going to aim for with the Buell. Ah, cool. I, I want a squarish kind of case.
0: Right now, Chuck has the only the highest quality Home Depot toolbox bolted to the back of the Buell. The highest quality $20 can
1: buy you. Mm. (laughs) yeah saw that when I came in it's very classy (laughs) screams class it does I made a uh, square platform out of plywood that I'm I'm mounting up to the stock rack on the the Ulysses and I'm just trying to perfect that before I move to the cases that are going to go on it sure get something you can mount them to and then at that point it's just a box right yeah it's just a box and and plus this platform will give me a lot of practice with the fiberglassing itself because I've never done that kind of stuff oh okay you know, I figure a, a square, how hard could that be to fiberglass glass and not screw up? I'm going to have to have you build me a wood sidecar someday.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Let so me see I'll- if I can just build the Fargo cargo box first.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the Fargo cargo, Fargo being Chuck's dog, would be would be just swell. Yeah. So yeah. I, have great, I have a great picture now in the background at work of uh, a bulldog in the uh, rear trunk of a... Uh, BMW.
1: Yeah. With goggles on. It's funny. (laughs) My dog's going to end up that way. And you know, some people point out to me that Hepco and Becker, the people that made the the cases for the Buell, actually make a Gibby-like case that's like 50 liters. And why don't I just buy that? Because I'll bolt right on. I don't know. What's the fun of that?
0: Have you seen the the wiring harness for the Strom? I soldered it myself. I put together Molex connectors. It's got two different Molex connectors, a niner and a two-spot. There's a lot there.
1: Yeah. People are totally impressed by it. And by people, he means the duckhead jammed into his console.
0: M- Monsieur Canard is very discerning. And he also plugs the whole leftover from the last electrical debacle. You no,
1: know, I think I'm going to get like an Optimus Prime transformer and just hot glue it to the front of the buell. That would be sort of cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> on the other hand, nobody noticed notice of all the crap you have on the front of the buell. <laughs> there are a lot of
1: stickers. <laughs> yes, there are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Including some Wheel Nerd stickers, which I also got on my bike, which are not, unfortunately, our latest... round of stickers doesn't seem to be holding up that well to things like sun and heat and being outdoors on a
1: bike (laughs) so we're 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 working on it there will be stickers soon someday coming soonish. yeah maybe someday yeah (laughs) let's talk about this classified so i found this this is a museum quality piece are you ready okay we should call this guy immediately and get right on it okay
0: Ooh, ooh, i got this one Very rare, eighty-five Honda VF one thousand R, kept like new, out of box, showroom condition. That's a, that's a lot of commas. You'll never see one like this for sale again, comma in this condition. This is an ext- ex- extra extraordinary,
1: extraordinary,
0: extraordinary dog motorcycle. It's the Freddie Spencer Special, moving was asking twelve K, price to sell right now for just seven thousand to a serious buyer. No trades, have title, all ready to go. blah blah, blah, blah numbers.
1: The Freddie Spencer Special, moving. Is, is there moving? a non-moving special? This
0: is it, I I don't know. Okay, I got to start with the uh, the from twelve to seven. Was asking twelve? I bet you were. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> I'm feeling that I'm feeling that right now. I'm looking at I'm looking at GSs to put a hack on. And some of these people are awful proud of their bikes. I think this guy is particularly proud of his bike.
1: Very proud of his bike, but twenty uh, six year old bike. It's like new museum quality, Chuck.
0: But the, well, I mean, I like the VF. You could totally, like, put it, make, like, a, you start a museum with this and charge admission. I mean, it would pay for itself in, you know, decades.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I like Honda bikes, but, uh yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anything about the Freddie Spencer special thing, but how rare is this bike, you think? I don't know. I've never seen one before,
0: so I'm assuming fairly rare. Yeah. That said, it is, you know, an 85 bike, and it is that awesome 80s body styling that they had in the 80s, which is totally cool and not at an all dorky looking. Mm. Oh wait, <laughs>
1: are you looking at the same pictures I'm looking at? Oh, sorry, I was looking at the Touratech catalog. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, uh, well, you know, it's a bargain now. It was twelve, and now it's seven thousand. I mean, that's like a that's like a um, it's almost half off, dude. You can't afford not to buy this bike. Yeah, um. it's. I mean, come on, it, it's like it's like two hundred fifty more than your VFR, <laughs> and it is carbs, and everyone loves carbs. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, he doesn't say the mileage on this bike.
0: No, He doesn't, does he?
1: No. It's a little peculiar. If you want to look totally
0: 80s and go pretty fast. And, wow. Wow, that is really... Wow, we just enlarged the picture and that, is, that is quite 80s and in very, very good condition, I have to he, say. He's not kidding about it. It really is uh, pretty amazing looking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I don't know if it's $7,000. Yeah. I, I mean, I,
1: Yeah. I mean, I only paid three for my VFR. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. But I suppose if someone was a collector or something, I think the the there is no excuse for the ridiculousness of the ad. This looks like a bike. Remember that old eighties movie Megaforce, the no. with the flying motorcycle. No. Oh, that is still going on movie night. Okay. That's what it looks like. What's this here in the middle? It's cowling. Yeah, but it's see through.
0: Well, it's an old 80s Honda bike. That's so you can get to the stator and rectifier so you can rip them out because they don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're there for looks. This was about when, you know, Crystal Pepsi came out, so... This is this is from the push-start era, as I like to
1: call it. Uh, I don't know. Seven grand seems kind of steep for this bike. Yeah. On the other hand, we're not buying old classic bikes like this, so who knows? I don't think many people are because he had to knock five grand well, off Well, yeah, <laughs> coming
0: from 12 to 7, I'm thinking not many people are buying this sucker. <laughs> All right, so I think
1: it's time for us to... Talk to Dale. It's always fun to talk to Todd's boss. <laughs> All right. So
0: we're on with uh, Dale Bell, the uh, proprietor and chief instructor and dude from uh, Utah Rider Ed. The, the head stunter, right? Yes. That's it. Dale can do wicked stoppies. That's why he's the boss. <laughs> Todd's going to knock you off that perch. Not where you can catch me doing it.
1: That's good. <laughs> That's true. Since we're on with your boss, you have to be... Uh... I
0: have to be a little good. Because we're always on good behavior at the Utah Motorcycle Association, right, Dell? That's right. If I
2: could fly the car the way you do, I'd be, like, stoked.
0: I totally stopped Claire midway through one of his briefings by doing that the whole length of the lot. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> were you giving him
1: the finger while you were doing it? <laughs> no,
0: no, it takes both hands because it's, it's sort of heavy. <laughs> and that that
2: would be crossing the line anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buy <laughs> well, the car the whole lot, sure, but you know you don't in a public job. environment, you know. Right?
1: Yeah, totally. You might offend somebody. Precisely.
2: Mm.
0: It, it's possible. I've never offended anybody and had them
2: unless it off. was unless it was on a Sunday.
1: Good point. Then we're a bit safer. Yeah.
0: Talk to us about the exciting world of running a motorcycle school. I mean, I, at first blush, it sounds like that would be about the coolest thing ever: ride and get paid for it.
2: Of course, because as most people think, you know, that that's all I do is ride motorcycles and get paid for it. Really yeah, that's, that, that's what running school is all about. Wow. It has nothing to do with trying to herd Ta- 24 freaking motorcycle fanatic rider coaches in the right direction at the right time.
1: Well, I know two of your coaches, so I feel for you very immensely.
2: <laughs> Multi- multiply that times you know, 12, and there you go. Because most motorcycle people, as you know, they, they really pay a lot of attention to like time and uh, location and all that kind of stuff. Todd's so, falling yeah, out that, of his
1: that, chair. It
2: gets kind of exciting. And then having to deal, of course, with members of the public, <laughs> So of which 90% of them are phenomenally wonderful people.
0: Was that sarcasm? Was no, I think that implies that there's the other ten. <laughs> I think the other ten yeah. have been in my classes before.
2: By and large, they're all people who are either part of or want to be part of that amazing community known as motorcyclists.
0: And you know, I guess we kind of have the advantage in Utah, where it's everyone who's there is generally opting into it.
2: There, there's not a real requirement, so I'm, and actually, quite oftentimes we let them know that when they call. They're like, "Hey, I I want to get my motorcycle license and I, I want to ride a bike," so I. I guess I have to take this class. I'm like no you you really don't. it's not a requirement by law or anything you know it's it's optional and it'll do a lot of positive things for you, but uh you know you don't have to be here. Most of them are there with a desire to learn, hopefully be safe enough to continue to learn
1: so what made you get into running the school for Utah? uh
2: It was like something to do on a Tuesday, I think um, was, was no one else
1: running one? Is that what happened or
2: well no i I kind of helped. The folks at Weber State, I was actually in the military, and I kind of was certified, so I helped them sort of get their program up and rolling. I, I went on my mission, the first Gulf War, Desert Storm, in the military. When I got back, they said, "Hey, you know, we got too many guys." And I thought, you know, once you've been to your war, what what's left to do in the military? You know, it's like being a football player and hitting the Super Bowl. What do you do after that? You know. So I thought, well, I'll just get out and go run a motorcycle program.
1: Chicks, lots and lots of chicks. <laughs> You, their chicks are like Voltron. The more you hook up, the better it is.
2: Mm. So, yeah. So they offered to uh, bring me to get out, and Weber State said, hey, we'd like to hire you to run our motorcycle program because the other guy's going to get a real job working for a janitorial service. I'm like, right on. That should have given me a clue right there.
1: <laughs> this other guy got a real job swapping out the toilets <laughs> and left us
2: yeah wow making real money and working real hours so
1: why are you doing this again
2: <laughs> um well at first it was
1: dale quits tomorrow some
2: <laughs> false sense of purpose i was like the rebel without a clue i, I thought i was honestly going to save the world or at least all the people that wanted to ride motorcycles I right, goals <laughs> yeah, yeah i was on a mission man we were gonna we were gonna make the the riding community safer and help introduce all these people to the joys of riding motorcycles
0: well i think the good news is we we seem to do that with most of them you do it we for me
2: we do We do. it's just that you know it, it takes a while to figure out that no no not all of them that's not going to work for all of them
1: definitely not all of them
2: some of them probably really shouldn't even do this
1: yeah but if i made know? it through the bars not that high
2: <laughs> well you know I, I mean your riding skills are fair so you know You're relatively safe out there on the roads.
1: Wait. 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 Yeah, that's fair. There's something here. There's things I have not been told. What? Dale might have seen me ride once, but I'm pretty sure he could not pick me out of a lineup of guys in front of a window. I bet he could pick out your Ulysses. Yeah. Why? Because it's the only one?
2: (laughs) Basically, the only one that's not in the repair shop.
1: Hey, hey, I'm having a good year. We're going to get to that. Yeah, this is the this is the year of the Ural. Apparently, last year was the year of the Buell. The Buell's having an awesome year. The Buell's wheels all turn. Nothing leaks. Right on. It hasn't tried to kill me in the past week.
2: Did you take a picture of that?
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't like this guy. <laughs> He's being pretty polite, too, for the reason. Man, this interview is no good. We're going to have to <laughs> scratch this. I, I want to just call up some random hobo. Interview him. <laughs> Mark Dangerous! <laughs> well, this is not too different. I mean, you know, the way you can tell Dale's coming around is you listen to You kind of
0: sniff the air, and if you smell cigarettes and motorcycle exhaust, you're pretty close. <laughs> is that why you
1: farted right before we've made this call? <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: It was, uh, we were on a trip out to California to Laguna Seca with about six guys on bikes. And, uh, I swapped off with another guy and when we got off the bikes and we were going to swap back, somebody asked me, I said, so how was it riding Dale's bike? And the guy goes, you know, the bike was really cool, but I have this weird urge to have a cigarette and I've never smoked in my life.
0: (laughs) I actually, I actually know about the cigarette and exhausting because... Dale's daughter told me that one. <laughs> she walks up to one of the other instructors and goes, you smell kind of like my dad.
1: <laughs> That's weird.
0: <laughs> eh, you know. That's awkward. So you went from Weber State and then you sort of expanded out to the the bigger world
2: and... Well we went from cities? we went from training about oh, I don't know, sixty, seventy people a year at Weaver State to uh yeah, we finally grew it up to where it was training hundreds and hundreds of people a year and expanding to more locations. Pretty much covering most of the Wasatch Front, all the way from Provo up to up north to Logan and uh Weber State decided that, you know, this this stuff really doesn't pay all that well. We're not making a lot of money off of this. and We should get you know, into
1: janitorial work.
2: <laughs> well, high, you know how higher education is, you know. They're all out there for the cause. So, uh, the cause of making money. <laughs> and uh, so they said, you know what? We're going to cancel all this stuff, and uh, there you go. So I thought to myself, self, I should become an entrepreneur, which I didn't realize was some weird language. And when you translate it, it comes out to... Uh, like spam and peanut butter and jelly sucker because that's what you end up eating for about the first five years, oh man, so I went out on my own and said, down with it. We'll just make something happen here.
1: Do you feel like you're making a positive difference after this time?
2: We do. We see people all the time, you know you you bump into folks that are like, "Hey, wow, you know you taught me how to ride ten years ago man and 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 what you taught me it's it's worked i'm I'm doing great. You saved my ass a bunch of times. And you're like, right
1: on. Eric taught me to ride.
2: No
1: way. <laughs> Is that a surprise? Is Eric, you know, <laughs> he's that bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's good. It's good stuff. I mean, you know, you bump into people all over the place that you worked with and, and that are out having fun on their bike.
0: Although it does get a little yeah. awkward sometimes at gas stations when the, when the, the pretty lady goes, Hi Tom! and you're there with your girlfriend uh student
2: (laughs) yeah yeah my woman gets a little irritated we go on vacation and we bump into these people for crying out loud wow i went to sturgis one year and rolled into the denny's and there was a table full of like five you know pretty serious biker types hanging out having breakfast and they're all like yeah dude i'm like looking at him thinking what the hell you know, like, you taught us on a ride, man, like six years ago.
1: That's not the reaction we usually get. No. No, it's usually the, the run out of town with the on and the shotguns. But, and that's if they're in a good mood.
2: Well, we did get run out of Provo, but that's okay.
0: Who hasn't? And you're barely an adult so you've been run out of Provo.
2: Well, when we first started going to Provo, I was always worried about getting into Provo. I'm like, God, I hope I can get there and make my class and they don't stop me at the border of Utah County. And then after a couple months, I figured out that that's not what you worry about when you go to Utah County. It's whether they're going to let you back out. You know, the bigger it gets, the more paperwork there is, the more you got to deal with the whole less pleasant aspect, which doesn't involve riding motorcycles.
0: Riding a desk a lot, huh?
2: Yep. Riding Riding teachers. Phone. So are you,
1: seeing, uh, are you seeing any trends in the past few years as far as r- riding motorcycles or, or the, the whole learning program?
2: Yeah, well, it, it kind of rolls with the economy, you know. I mean, everything was, gosh, we averaged about a 10% increase a year for, shoot, almost 15 years. I mean, it just kept growing exponentially. It was just amazing. And then, of course, when everything crashed a few years ago, motorcycle sales dropped off huge as well because everybody was getting their houses repossessed. Mm-hmm. And now it seems to be, it's kind of rearing its head again a little bit. People are like, God, we still ought to have some fun, and, and gee, I either can get a motorcycle or go see a shrink, so I think I'll get a bike.
0: Yeah, last year I was having classes canceled. This year it's, uh, it seems like it's pretty solid. I haven't, had a, I haven't had a small class at all.
2: Yeah, it's doing pretty good, and the bike manufacturers are stoked because or all the bike shops because they're selling mm-hmm. machines. Mm-hmm. Except for all those radioactive ones they can't ship right now. Oh. There's a whole bunch of them sitting in Japan that are, like, glowing, so they can't get bikes too well over here from the Japanese side of things. But That's a feature. Well, bye, Round Eye. <laughs> well, we talk about being visible. I'm thinking those would help at night.
0: <laughs> I'm just seeing in 20 years, you know, when the radiation is worn off, there'll be some classics <laughs> sitting in there. Of course, you know, it's probably like a crate full of CBRs.
1: You no, know, it's probably a story with the, the Honda Vifer and the Classifieds.
0: There you, go, there you man. go.
1: Not radioactive, we promise. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know, I was, uh, I forget which magazine I was recently reading. It uh, was either Cycle World or Motorcyclist, And I was talking about MSF was either developing or starting to roll out an on road class. Yeah, they've been been sending out emails about that one. Can you tell us about that one? Because that looked kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, they actually have an on-road course now that has been developed that uh, is available to training sites to be able to offer to the public. They finally, after being basically berated for years about how the British model and the German model and all these foreign models where they take people out on the street is the way to go, they decided, okay, we'll try this street thing. A lot of the reason it took so long was the whole litigation thing. Mm-hmm. We, tried to, we tried to do that back in the late 90s. We wanted to start one up, and we got laughed at by everybody from the insurance people to the manufacturers to MSF even. They're all like, no, you're crazy. Just because of the liability in the you know, we're in the United States, man. Any place where you can make millions of dollars for spilling a cup of coffee, you, it's pretty scary putting people on motorcycles and then putting them out in traffic and especially if anybody knows anything. I mean, these guys were really laughing saying, "You want them to drive around on motorcycles on streets in Utah?" Are you <laughs> kidding me?
1: We are in a state where people do U-turns on on-ramps.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so they have got it developed and we're kind of we're kind of looking at things. There's a lot of, of pretty serious requirements um mm-hmm. as far as implementing goes, so it has it's been implemented in a couple of places. Uh, you're looking at a lot of bike to bike communication stuff, uh, video equipment, pre designated routes, and then you're you're getting in obviously the economic feasibility of it as well mm. when you combine the upfront costs as well as once you get everything squared away, then you gotta get a trainer to come in and figure out whether you actually have anybody that knows what they're doing from the national level.
1: Mm, oh, okay. I was just picturing Todd walking out to the class and saying, No, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think a trainer might say that when I showed up.
2: So it's, it's it's actually something that I think is going to be coming on pretty strong, and I've got two guys that are are actually working on different aspects of it right now for us. Cool. We kind of hoped maybe ease into that late this summer, but we're looking at maybe this fall getting some folks in to do some training for us. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, making that happen for next year.
0: Sick. Sounds fun. I was all excited for the MSF. They're, MSF's expanding a whole bunch of stuff. They're doing a three-wheeled course, only because they're a bit lame in this regard. They're only doing the three-wheeled course for three-track vehicles, which means, like, old guy trikes or spiders. Oh, no,
2: side cars, right. no side cars. Well, and, and you know, what's, what, what do
1: you mean old guy trikes? <laughs> uh, uh, Delta trikes. Excuse me. Who who wants to ride a Euro? I hear those things will kill you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and, you know, there are, there is sidecar courses, you know, those folks up in, what is it, in Washington State or somebody does sidecar stuff?
0: Yeah, there's uh, Monica and her folks up in Washington and then Vernon where I took it up in uh, Oregon there doing the, what is it, the step class? That was pretty yeah. cool, actually. They got a good class. That's a really yeah. well put together program.
2: Yeah, it's kind of, it's a little, it and, looks if a little... I, and if I had an instructor that was on top of things, I could probably, you know, get them to maybe get certified at that and run that. But yeah, Todd. I don't know. Do you know of any of them?
0: I think I might know a guy.
2: (laughs) I mean, look at it. Look at how many people you see running around on sidecars. I mean, it's just amazing that nobody's offering a class for that yet because, God, there's got to be every other vehicle, is (laughs) not (laughs) it?
0: That was sarcasm, Chuck, in (laughs) case you weren't paying attention.
2: Wow, that's a
1: really in line. <laughs> I've got to pay attention. <laughs>
2: My God, there's, there's just tons of them out there. I saw oh, that the another Can one the Ams, The Can-Ams are coming on, and as we all know, the Harley owners are getting older, so they had to mm-hmm. come out with their own trike, so their trikes are actually moving pretty good. Mm-hmm. So as far as the three-wheeler goes for the three-track vehicle, yeah, that's, that's getting a little right? more popular, and that might be something in the works eventually as well
0: hmm That one's a tricky one because the three-wheeler, the Delta trike, going to run like a, like a proper three-wheeler. And then the uh, Can-Am is a whole bunch of nanny stuff, so you can't do a lot of the three-wheeler techniques. Mm-hmm. can't drift right. in front brake because they're in one.
2: Well, and, and, you know, the beauty of the Can-Am, and even to an extent Harley coming out with their own trike, is the fact that, uh, as Todd knows, we get individuals who probably aren't highly suited to operating two-wheeled vehicles <laughs> safely and effectively on the roadways. That's true. And now we actually have some place we can refer them to. No, and and I detail. throw, I'll throw the MP3 into that category as well. Yep. which is yep. obviously you know uber cool for a three tracker I want one. Although it does, it
0: does handle like a two wheeler because it's got the gimbal
2: on it. Right.
0: But uh, yeah, I dug. I wrote a can am. I dug it. It's uh, if I was if I had somebody who had like you know weak arms or you know was having some trouble with strength, that would be the one I'd send them to.
1: Why are you looking at me? I'm not looking at you. Stop that. <laughs>
0: You know, if they were rubbish on their buell and kept breaking it? You Shut know, like up. A, <laughs> okay, buell. so so we got to ask because people are going to want to hear it. So running a school for this long, you got to have some wacky stories. And I'm, I'm sure some of them are about students and some of them are probably about the instructors. Someone uh, did a stoppy all the way
1: through the box. I don't know.
2: <laughs> no, like the one that pinballed off of everybody in the staging area. No, that's not wacky. That's like, oops. <laughs>
1: Well, you put the right music to it and it's wacky. Yeah, I guess. Students
2: are amazing. They typically fall in by a handful of categories, which is pretty amazing. We're getting a lot of guys these days that are coming in saying that the reason they're taking the classes is because their girlfriend will not let them ride their motorcycle until they take a class because that's how they learn to ride, which is really cool as hell because these guys are all bent out of shape because they've got the M chromosome which means they already know how to ride, but their girlfriend's making them take a class, or, they won't let, or the girl won't let him touch her CBR. I did have an old guy that was about 90 that, that came to class, and he, he actually came. and He wasn't good for more than about two hours, so we worked with him for about three weeks. And we got him to where he could ride, and then he, he bumped up to a bigger bike. We worked with him for a little bit. He got a handle on that. He says, you know, this has been awesome. It's been a month-long process, but I, I can do this now. And, uh, you know, this is the greatest thing I ever did, including when I was a fire pilot in Vietnam. I'm like, that's awesome, dude. And he goes, the bitch is, now I got to go explain to my mom that I'm getting a motorcycle. And I <laughs> said, are you shitting me? What? <laughs> he, says, he says, no, man, I take care of my mom. And she told me, even after Vietnam, one thing I can't do in my life is have a motorcycle. And I'm thinking, now that I'm going to turn 90 next year, I ought to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? How old is mom? <laughs> That, that was uh, his big stress in life. Was yeah, going home and telling uh, his mom. Like, wait, Dude. so many questions. For some weird reason, they want to join this group. You know, this, cool, this little cool. subculture that exists in America and around the world. Well, the rest of the world, it's not so much of a subculture, is it?
0: I don't get that impression.
2: It's a whole different picture. They just, they, they. It's just all integrated here. It's definitely a subculture kind of thing.
1: You ride a motorcycle, that's so dangerous. <laughs> donors, organ donors.
2: Well, let's face it. I mean, you know, every kid on the planet, immediately when they see a bike, and and oh, yeah. I think it's the duty of every motorcyclist to wave to every little kid that looks at them and, and smiles and waves and whatever. You know. Oh, were we it, supposed
1: it, to do the thumbs up? I was giving them the It's finger.
2: your job to do the thumbs up, wave, do something to those little kids. Oh, man, and, I've been uh, doing it wrong. You are, well, that's what she said. So, yeah, they, they keep saying that, you know. They say exactly what you said. You know, they see the bike, and the little kid gets excited, and they say, Those are dangerous. Don't go near those. So, we had a guy come into class one time, and he was actually a, uh, a shrink. He counseled a lot of pretty hardcore stuff. And he came in, and he said, flat out, he says, You know, everybody's told me if I get a motorcycle, I'm going to die. i got this mental hang up. I can't get over it. What should I do? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. You're the shrink, man. <laughs> how, how would I know, you know? So he rolls in with his girlfriend, and she just wails, and there's no way. He couldn't do it. He couldn't get over the middle hang-up because he'd been told by so many people so many times. Those damn things are dangerous, and, and you're going to
0: get killed. It's funny how the mental thing is always the hardest thing to work around, I find. You know, getting students around the basic motor skills is, okay, it's, you know, squeeze this, push down on this, turn these. But then the, the mental hang-up kills them.
1: I was scared to take the class for a while in California.
2: You Todd might be teaching or something? No, <laughs>
1: no. When I was growing up, I knew guys that took the class, and they were like, they yell at you, it's like... You know, it's like a d- drill instructor's yelling at you the whole time. And
2: well, 90s. prior to prior to two thousand three, they uh, the MSF revamped their curriculum in two thousand three. And prior to that, the previous curriculum actually had guidelines which stated point blank that you had to provide certain coaching. Um, Feedback to every student on given exercises every time they went by you. And there was a lot of stuff built into that that was pretty militaristic. Mm. Uh, And California especially. We always refer to the folks in California as having to follow the Arthur Murray dance steps because they were told that, you know, you would stand within four inches of this one spot or you were going to get fired. So it was pretty rigid. Uh, Everything you said was really rigid. Fortunately, in 2003, somebody got a clue and said, hey, wait a minute. We ought to try and adopt some what they call adult learning principles. I think they're kind of universal. Uh, You know, get people involved, make it positive, don't talk too dang much because the more you talk, the less people listen. And that's sort of what we've adopted, and it works really well, I think. Definitely beats the hell out of that drill instructor attitude. Motorcycling's all about being in touch with folks and and, and the environment and, and just, you know, as as somebody I had in class once said, I was like, "What's the difference between riding a motorcycle and driving a car?" And he said, "Fly." He says, "Well, when I'm in a car, it's like watching a movie, and when I'm on my bike, it's like being in the movie. It it's is. like I'm in the movie." Torque. Yeah, hopefully, there hopefully you hopefully go. Not that movie. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 you know, like Todd, he's in Long Way Around, just hoping that damn bike won't break down again.
1: Dale strikes me as like walking out of the set
2: of Easy Rider. No, okay. no. We're we're, we're not into that whole, yeah, yeah, born-to-be-wild thing, brother. Doesn't work.
1: I'm just hearing this, like, really kind of laid-back sort of
2: vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Always (laughs) laid-back. Well, hey, it's bikes, man. It should be fun. It should be relaxed. It should be a good time. What are you riding these days, Dale? Speaking of, as you mentioned, the VFR on KSL. I, that's that's still probably my favorite ride. I don't know. It just it, it hits me in the right spots. It just gives me the right feeling. Uh, you know, not uber powerful and not the greatest transcontinental ballistic missile or anything. But it fits cool. that and weird off the wall crap. Of course,
0: always. Oh, I noticed the hawk is back up on KSL. I saw it on there without looking at the name. I'm like, still
2: not not back up. Not back up. Actually, that was the previous one. Was one that we got for uh, a friend's girlfriend, and she decided to go a different route, so it ended up stuck in my garage. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I couldn't help it all winter, but to tinker with it, actually built it in the image of my hawk that you just saw go up there. That uh, is actually it's been a personal project for about oh, I don't know five years, just creating this work of art hawk which is still a totally awesome bike, but there's nothing left to do with it. It's like, you know, finishing a sculpture. I'm like, dude, it's done. Time to move on to another one.
1: Are you the guy with the olive drab SV at the track?
2: Um, No, but I'm the grandfather of that motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody somebody made a comment the other day. They, they said something about a bike, and I said, "Yeah, I, I used to have that. I sold that to him." And she goes, "Pat, you're the grandfather of a bunch of bikes, aren't you?" I'm like, "Yeah, I had that and sold it to him. I had that and sold it to him. I had that and sold it to him." So there's probably about half a dozen folks that I know of running around on on bikes that were at one point in my garage. It's like Mike. Yep. <laughs> same kind, of, same,
0: same number of bikes going through many people.
2: <laughs> I know who's yeah, just doing that. Well, you know, when you when you've been doing motorcycle stuff for a long, long time. I, mean, I moved to Utah in 87. I was an instructor then, and I've been teaching motorcycle safety here and dealing with the dealers and knowing the people. You get these phone calls, and it's like, hey, man, you might be interested in this. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't need that, but yeah, I might. you end up getting all these people calling you about motorcycles that you probably shouldn't have, so... There was a there was a guy actually walked into a dealership with pictures of an R Z five hundred and said to the dealer, Would you be interested in this? And they said, No. But we know a guy that's into that weird crap. Here, call it. <laughs> they handed him a brochure. Did you buy it? Absolutely. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> a freaking two stroke, four cylinder GP R Z five hundred. Yeah. And and I'm now the grandfather of it because somebody else we know in the area is currently riding it. So what's your favorite as, bike? As you've experienced, there's they're they're all different, and and you got to try them. You know what I'm you know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. Is, is there one standing out in your head as, like you know your, your all time?
2: People say, gee, don't you want the first motorcycle you ever had? And I'm thinking, no, man, that was like that was like oh, 60s, God. 70s piece of crap that didn't stop, didn't turn, uh, didn't have any suspension, kind of like a Ural, you know. Um,
1: A lot like one. If you are trapped on a desert island with one motorcycle,
2: (laughs) so I kind of like a little bit more modern stuff to an extent. I guess you know I've settled on my VFR as being kind of kind of the bike of the day or the week, the year, and all that. But probably the only thing I actually had that that i think a while, oh, man i should have that back is uh my one was a great all-arounder i took that cross-country all the time had great suspension from the factory great brakes more than enough power to get stupid if you wanted to i thought that was just a phenomenal all-around bike plus it was a little bit more set up and yet still not a cruiser but it's tough because every time you're riding when you think oh man Oh, <laughs> the
1: coolest bike! I want this bike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Coolest bike! I have I have a giggle
0: factor that tells me whether I should buy it. I got on uh, I got on John's SV one thousand and rode that up State Street and got back and I was giggling too hard to own it. <laughs> Dude,
2: I, I I was there when you got off that bike and, and we could you know we could see nothing but teeth inside your helmet. You were grinning so hard.
0: I was figuring that thing would be you know pretty much like the Strom but a sport bike. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it goes fast.
2: Well, I, I had a ZX-10 for a while, you know, total total wretched excess. Kind of entertaining, kind of nice, total wretched excess. I mean, out of the did, track. How many times can you go 180 before it gets boring, you know?
1: Did you have a Corona tank top to go with it?
2: Baseball hat? Backwards. But I'm an old guy now, see? We can't do that stuff. <laughs> <I> <laughs> I'm, to I'm about to hit the my midlife crisis. <laughs>
0: What are you going to buy for a midlife crisis? A a minivan?
2: I'm going to get a minivan and an older woman.
0: A a (laughs) Segway. Ooh, that'd be great. We need some of those for the trailers to go around and pick up cones on.
1: You're so lazy. I'm surprised you don't use the URL to do that.
0: That never happened. Lies. Damn lies. All right, well. It was great talking with you, Dale. Thanks for your time tonight. Groovy. Hey, yeah. See, he's, dude, he's right out of Easy Rider. He says groovy. He's really, really not right out of Easy Rider. In fact, I'm trying to picture Dale on a chopper right now, and it's like, well,
1: I don't, it I'm happen. not saying he's on a chopper. He could probably wear the Captain America
2: jacket. Dude, dude. Well,
0: that's when funny. I,
2: when I was when I was when I was eight, we took my Stingray bike, and my dad helped me put extended forks on it. That was my last <laughs> chopper. <laughs>
1: I could see Dale hanging out around the campfire,
2: you know. And that Dennis was Hopper. actually in the 60s.
1: Dale runs a Utah Rider, Ed,
0: which if you live in Utah, you should give a call to and uh, get some training. Yeah, we'll Learn to a ride, link. have some fun.
1: We'll put a link on the site. Very recommended. Taught me to cool. ride.
2: Get the word out and get some more
0: folks riding and hopefully uh, doing it in the right way. Awesome. Well, it was great talking to you, Dale. Thanks
1: a bunch. Thanks, Dale.
0: All right, guys. You guys have fun. Easy. Dale, I knew would be great because he's both runs a school, he's an amazing teacher, and he's kind of local color. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. All right. So. Test rides. Test rides. Yeah. No. No. None this week, unfortunately. But exciting news. Modus Motors is doing the across the country thing. They've left home now and they're traveling about. They're going to be at Bonneville yep. not too long from now. Yep. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to see if I can get on one or at least talk to them or, you know, drool on it and rub myself against it inappropriately. Maybe they'll let you write it if you do that. Ooh, good idea. Leave that Todd film all over I mean, they won't be able to sell it to anyone at that point, right? (laughs) They probably won't even be able to show it to anyone (laughs) Uh, Don't Don't look at that one. It's got Todd all over it. (laughs) Yes, that that could be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, Todd will be doing that. Oh. No, Chuck. No, Chuck. Chuck will be in San Diego riding the VFR along the coast. Top Gun style. Will there be shirtless dudes playing volleyball? We can only hope.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can take my shirt off. You know what you won't need for your trip up the Pacific Coast Highway? What? Snow chains. Oh,
1: yeah. Which is a shame because, to me, this is a really attractive farkle. Uh, mm, You know, I saw this thing and I was just like... It kind of is... Kind of new, yeah. So these are actually the snow claw
0: motorcycle chains, and uh, I've I've seen things like this before, where it's actual chains that you put on the beamer wheel for the winter. Yeah, I got I got okay. So for a hack in the winter, these be kick ass. Okay, great. You don't have to like make your own studded tires or buy the awful Chinese ones.
1: Yeah, I could see it for uh, for a hack. That would be totally sweet. But for a two wheeler, well, one wheel grip sometimes and it's 180 bucks yeah for is... one for five
0: straps well it looked like looked like five ratchet straps and little claw thingies but i mean you know can you put a price on
1: being able to ride all year <laughs> 180 dollars <laughs> apparently it's 180 I, I dollars don't, i don't know well, ice kind of weirds me out i mean i went up to brigham city with uh john we pulled into uh, a drive-in and uh, you know get some burgers and this was like early spring Mm-hmm. And there was uh, ice in the lot. There was, like, strips of ice. Yeah, little strips of ice. Is where it's, And John just came to a complete stop, let me pass him, and then watched me go over this. And You're waiting <laughs> to see if you'd fall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he's had experience with ice before, so, you know, let the knucklehead go first. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I actually, I, I, uh, I make it a point whenever I go to vote, I
0: always take a motorcycle, which, when I lived in Park City in November on a motorcycle was probably not a great idea, but I did it. And then uh, I had to get up, the, get it up the street to my mom's new house and put it in her garage, because I had no garage of my own at the time. I was living in the tiniest apartment ever. <laughs> so I, I the go up and box. there's... Uh, roughly. <laughs> so I go up to her apartment and there's ice on her driveway and I'm like, okay, we'll put the feet out like outriggers and sort of slowly make our way up. Let me tell you something. Feet up like outriggers? That doesn't do
1: shit. Yeah, because you know, your wheels slipping in ice your feet are sure to catch that yeah yeah <laughs> motorcycle boots are noted for excellent grip on ice absolutely you didn't have the full down
0: spikes on your your soles no no, no. unfortunately crampons for riding
1: ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, didn't. I mean i had been of time when i had the mustang and that had four wheels and studded tires for winter one could one could make arguments about mustangs and
0: snow. That's why I sold it. I've had the experience of driving a mustang in a snow and all I could think was, well, this is just like a pickup truck in the snow. Yeah, there is no weight on those back wheels at all.
1: No, no. no well, you've seen the gentle slope of my driveway. Yeah, you know how I pulled a mustang into the garage every night? I With would back along. I would back up across the street <laughs> and
0: floor it at the driveway. <laughs> I just had this great image of you with a winch coming out to the mustang <laughs> <laughs> tow it
1: up into the garage. No, I essentially did an aircraft carrier landing into the garage <laughs> with the you know, I would just slam on the brakes as soon as I hit the asphalt and hope I would stop before the wall. <laughs> <laughs> So you could have used these. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know if they would help. I had studded tires on the scar. <laughs> good point. Good point. There are still well You know well, they sell bags of
0: concrete, right? Yeah.
1: Before I had the driveway replaced, you could see the claw marks from the old the Mustang.
0: <laughs> Desperately trying to get purchases it went up the driveway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> would you put this chain on the strong and ride it? Probably not. I wouldn't do it with the bill. No, I I'd be, I'd be
0: I'd be I'd be sketch. Now, this is a bit tempting for the Ural, I have to say.
2: Well,
1: Yeah. And don't guys with the Euros, they they throw on car tires, and then you could throw on, like... Well, it's hard to throw car tires on the
0: Euros because they got the the funny, narrow tires. Mm -hmm. But guys with bigger, nicer hacks, and one of the criteria I'm looking at for when I uh, build my awesome, cool guy hack, is something I can put a car tire in the back of. There's actually a guy up in Canada who goes by Stroker, which is an unfortunate name and sounds dirty, but he makes pretty awesome uh, replacement wheels that you can put car tires on
1: uh, for your hacks. Cool.
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely be getting a rear tire conversion for anything I do.
1: And then you could just use them. like normal car chains. Well,
0: that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, I could put like uh, car chains on it,
1: and just get instead of tires, like yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, you know? so you wouldn't have to drop 180 bucks on a five straps
0: yeah caution these would be used at your own risk and are intended to be ridden only at slow speeds <laughs> since the front wheel could suddenly veer out on ice or snow
1: no shit <laughs> i guess this is like something you throw in the bottom of your case and hope you never have to use
0: you know i gotta i gotta tell you if you're out somewhere where this is going to be a problem stop put
1: you know, up tent <laughs> if you fire up stove if you <laughs> use something coffee. like this let us know Yeah, actually that would be cool to hear about If any of our listeners have have had to use chains on their bikes Because man, that just seems scary as shit
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a little little
1: off-putting And sometimes if you were to fall in the snow in the driveway
0: Your girlfriend will take pictures of you (laughs) And Chuck will post them all over the
1: internet Forever and ever No No. Yes (laughs) No, I'm sure someday I'll get bored of that Today's not that day No You know, this whole year is not looking too good (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I wish I had been there when the URL exploded I hate you so much <laughs> fortunately we have listener mail
0: We well, and, yeah. and, and you read this one I'm not reading it I want you to read it come no. on do it I don't want to read it do it, it. Ah. alright who's it from Todd uh, it's from Dante's Dame on Sport Touring whose name I can't remember what didn't she
1: put her name on the email
0: yeah it didn't it didn't print <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I forgot it. Sorry.
1: i so, just like to point out that the one admitted Todd fan... He doesn't even know their name. I still remember you, Hiram. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers
0: you, Hiram, because he's outside your windows.
2: Hello. <laughs> Are you
0: there? <laughs> All right. So she writes, maybe Christie should have one of these. And she gives us a link to the Safe Grip Junior, which, okay... I got to tell you, the first thing I thought when I went to this link is is using the kid as a parachute. <laughs> so the Safe Group Junior is this, this doohickey that you can attach your passenger to you with, which I guess would be pretty useful if your passenger is of the sort that falls asleep while you're riding. See also the topic of Steve from last <laughs> week's nightmares concerning Christy.
1: You know, I actually had
0: Oh, geez. I know. The kid's a parachute, huh? <laughs> I like also there's has a big fat dad and he can't see or a kid can't see anything <laughs> but his dad's.: It looks back. Like, it kind of looks like the kid crashed into the dad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, really?: uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So you just by child motorcycle passenger safety strap. Because
0: uh-huh. uh-huh. dad won't land on him if they fall off. <laughs> <laughs> what you think they might?
1: Oh man.
0: So young motorcycle passengers are not fully developed in stature strength and reflexes and prone to nodding off.
1: They're particularly vulnerable to vertical ejection and to slipping off the side or rear of the vehicle. Why are you putting your kid on the back of your bike if he's doing all this? That would be my take. <laughs> like, here's
0: another idea. Take the car. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Get a sidecar.
1: How about get one of, the, you know, the little tow cars? It's little tow uh tow strollers. Toe, baby carriage, tow thing, the bicycles, the... Uh, oh, Fuck, keep going. I thought we talked about no passengers and trailers last week. Did we? Yeah, because of the exhaust. So exhaust is bad. Yeah. Exhaust is bad for kids, turns out. Really? So, just, I thought it was just exhaust pipes that were
0: bad for kids. <laughs> Those two, <laughs> especially when they're hot. So uh, she goes on to say, seriously, after just... After listening to Steve talk about the differences he had in riding with Christie, it just makes me wish that he'd asked me to go. Hell, I'm a good writer and a photographer and know quite a few good roads, Winky Face. In fact, he should invite me along for the B C version. I know of more roads than most people who live there, Winky Face. This sounds more like a Team Steve email. <laughs> It kind of does, doesn't it? (laughs) The name of the town he couldn't remember is probably Nelson, B.C., where all the pot is. Right. Also, regarding keys, I keep a spare on every bike I have. Okay, just two at this point. And because of that, I have never lost a key. That was probably for you, Chuck. Nobody likes you. (laughs) Keep up the good work. I think that Todd sounds cute. Let's read that line again. Keep up the good work. I think that Todd sounds cute.
1: Ah, Team Todd forever. Whatever. She didn't write that. <laughs> she totally did. Did she write Team Todd forever? No, I added that later. Okay. I think that Todd sends... Yeah. No. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, a voice for radio, a face for TV. Man, I screwed yep. that
0: up. <laughs> you really blew that one. Out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've had a long day
0: at work. <laughs> yeah, you just keep throwing out the excuses. <laughs> It's
1: going to work. All right, Chuck, I have to ask, what did you learn this week? <sighs> I really got to stop doing this show after 12 hours at work. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I've learned that I sound cute. You do not sound cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that makes me think of? What? That makes me think of the old uh, Christmas special. She thinks I'm cute. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the little claymation dude. Come okay. on, you have this. I, I know what this. you're talking about. Yeah, every Chris, whoa, didn't you watch TV? Did you? Were you born in a cave? Actually, I was raised by hippies. Uh, was that why your name is Free? <laughs> oh, I wasn't supposed to talk about your real name. My real name is Clear Blue Sky with Rainbow <laughs> and Freedom and Freedom and
0: also Garland's.
1: You remember the stop motion Christmas special? I know the one you're talking about. All right. I just don't
0: remember all the lines from it because I've been watching it for the last three years. How could you forget? She thinks I'm cute. That's
1: like the the line the the line from that movie that show. I, I'm totally in it for the giant abominable snowman. Ugh. That's like forgetting Luke. I'm your father. Okay. You keep telling yourself. You don't even that. know what movie that's from, do you? That's from Star Wars. <laughs> Douche. God. I
0: don't know. I stand you every week. That is definitely all we have time for this week. So remember, if you listen to us on iTunes, to give us a review. Say something nice about Chuck. Not Todd, Team Todd forever, and send your Team Todd forever emails to wheelnerds at gmail dot com.
1: You know, I've seen the, the white T shirt that you wrote with permanent marker, Team Todd forever. That's not going to sell. It's going to sell <laughs> like hotcakes, which apparently sell really well, which is strange. Well, hotcakes are good, yeah. That's true. Yeah, they're good. I'm mm-hmm. hungry. Sweet cream. We better end the hot show. Hotcakes. Get some food. Let's go to ooh. Chuck's brain is locked up at the thought of hotcakes. I didn't eat dinner. I came straight from work to the show, to the
0: pancakes. <laughs> I want pancakes, no, damn you! All right, until next week. I'm Todd, and I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everybody. We'll see you next time. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at WheelNerds.com. This has been a WheelNerds production. All rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.